Buzz, what's good, Divine Feminine, Divine Masculine? So, um, I just took a picture of this, and this is so interesting to me. Um, I'm going to, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to crop the image a little bit. But uh, there's somebody that was engaging with, you know, like, oh, black women are getting evicted, blah, blah, blah. So it made me want to just kind of hone in on it a little bit. But here's the thing. When I go in there, so I'm like, I don't even want to listen to this person. I'm just going to click through and see what the content is. And um, let me see if there's anything else here, too. So. Uh, the The whole hoopla of them saying like, oh, women are the most evicted demographic in this country. Y'all, look on the screen, on the thumbnail. That's from 2019. And it says eviction filings by race and uh, gender. So that's from 2019. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually higher. I'm not disputing that black women are the most evicted. But I'm going to tell you it has a lot to do with proximity to black men. But here's the other thing that's interesting. That is 2019 King County, Washington, y'all. So I kind of scrolled through a little bit more to find out, um, you know, if, if he was going to cite like other other cities throughout the United States, you know, metropolitan cities or suburban suburban cities or you know give me a little bit more put a little bit more beef in my stew but um you know like what what is happening in New York Florida um Virginia Texas would have been a good one Nevada so on and so forth but he's using the stats from 2019 for Washington for a city in Washington and then, yeah, I was just checking here, too, because he did post something else up um, about the child poverty rates by race and ethnicity. So black children have been there's actually a decline in child poverty rates, y'all, from 2018 to 2020. Now, that's interesting. Um, it went down. So in. And this is from Child Trends um, from MSNBC. It's interesting, right? Just just bear with me. Just hear me out a little bit. So according to this thing that he posted, I think he is referring to a video that's called New Analysis Shows Black Women Targeted Disproportionately for Eviction. Um, I'm almost interested to go to that myself. And listen to, to that as opposed to where I'm looking at right now. But it said for uh, the child poverty rates by race and ethnicity in 2018 was at 32.7%. In 2000, 2019, it dropped to 26.4%. And then in 2020, it dropped down to 29.2%. But we're still at a high compared to the other ethnicities. Um I wonder if I should just do a separate screenshot. So I do want to commend our community in terms of reducing the child poverty rates um, for black children. That kind of gives me an insight that black women were doing something right. But again, we're still high compared to for in 2020. 
Um, all children, it's at 17%. Black children are at the highest at 29%. Latino children coming in quickly behind uh, 27.3. I'm pretty sure that has again to do with the proximity of the black man. All these black men are passport boying it to all of these, uh, you know, <laughs> Latin countries. Bye, whatever. But you, you can disregard that if you want to. Um, surprisingly, with the Latino children in 2018, um, they've actually increased. Y'all, that is wild. Latino children have experienced an increase in child poverty rates. In 2018, it was 25%. It dropped a little bit in 2019. And then in 2020, it jumped all the way up to 27. So 25, 23, 27. Wow. Now, white children also saw an increase in um, child poverty. So interestingly enough, with the child poverty rates, we went down, but we're still at a high. But even with the um, white children and Asian children, their poverty rates increased. So white children went from 8.8, which is almost damn near 9%, in 2018 to uh, 2019, it went up to 9.2%. And then a 0.1% drop um, in 2020, but uh, still an increase from, 20, from 2018 nonetheless. And then Asian children also saw a uh, uh, a jump. So 2018, they were at 8.6% in terms of child poverty. It increased to 9.2% in 2019 and then increased another 0.1% in 2020. So again, you know, sometimes it's a little bit hard and we want to beat up on ourselves. There is some progress, but again, then you're looking at the disparity between 29% for black children, 27% for Latino, 9% for white, and 9.3% for children. <clears throat> but those were increased too. So I say all of that to say I was just kind of looking to see, you know, what other stuff he had put up. And I wasn't too too terribly impressed. Um... Let me see what else he might have in here. I'm gonna go back to the to the um, stat that he posted, and so yeah, I didn't see anything else there. He's only citing King County. So if I go to King County in Washington and look at the population, just to kind of give you a, a an idea, so King County in Washington. Um, let's look at the population. So they have 2.25 million as of 2020 and a 2.5 unemployment rate. Um, and, and so that's not the most populated city. Like if you look at, uh, for example, let's go to like Las Vegas, Nevada population, and I want to I wanted to share this because one is such a small demographic. Okay, here's some other here's here's here we go. So Nevada has 3.0 million 3.0 3.0 million um for their population. Las Vegas, Nevada, Los Angeles has 3.97 million. 
Phoenix, Arizona has 1.6 million. So, okay, so it's kind of like in the middle. Um, let me just type one more thing. So, population, highest population in the United States, in U.S. City. So, New York, New York has a population of 8.1 million. Los Angeles is coming in second. It has 3.79 um, 3.7 million. Chicago has 2.69 or 2.7 million. Houston, Texas has 2 million. So, yeah, it's probably one of the more higher. So, you know, I'll give I'll give him that. Um and then it drops after Houston at 2 2 million, then it drops to Philadelphia Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at 1.5 million, Phoenix, Arizona 1.4 million, San Antonio, Texas 1.3 million, San Diego 1.3 million, Dallas, Texas 1.1 million and San Jose just under a million mark. So I, I wanted to share that too because also I want to look and see where Washington, yeah, so um, if you, Washington comes up again uh, under 23, Seattle, Washington for 608. Um, but it's not, like, you know how um, California's on here several times for high population, so Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, um, and then for Washington, yeah, Anaheim is on there. So I'm saying all of that to say that, well, I don't know where he got that stat, but it, it's, it's for him to go all out and say something like, oh, black women are the most evicted. Again, I'm not disputing that, but I would have liked to see more evidence. Um, so let's get into my argument as to why I think that women, black women being evicted at a um, higher rate than men has to do with their proximity to men. Um, I think that in a lot of cases, um, and you can see it, there's a lot of men that are homosexual, right? So they're depending on the woman to put the apartment in her in her name because in many instances she's the one with the job she's the one with the credit score right and you also see this with men that are like felons one of the first things they do is they look for a woman that has a, a place and so I think that a lot of it has to do with one women have a lot of these places in their in their name and but at the same time a lot of these men are not contributing to the household and you kind of have to think about let's think about it so it's one of those things that's kind of like, well, you already have your place. Oh, let me spend the night. Next thing you know, they have their toothbrush and their duffel bag and they've moved in. But they're not contributing to the household to where they're paying rent because it's, after all, it's that woman's place and she should be able to afford it. And she was affording it before he got there. And if they break up or she asks him to pay for utilities or whatever, what have you, he'll just bounce on to the next couch, right? talk about the three trash bag bandit is it three or four trash bags ah whatever now um another interesting thing is that i'm not sure how much will get captured on the thumbnail black men are also <coughs> i'm gonna drink my alkaline water um i've been talking a lot 
Is this my... Hold on one second. Hold on, y'all. I know y'all love me. <laughs> First we had fireworks and now this. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> so black men are also high in eviction rates. Just to give you an idea... And this is interesting, too, because I say that men should be compared to men. So Asian men, um, their eviction filings are 3.2. Black men are 32.9, almost 33. Is that in percentages? Um, Hispanic are at 13.3 and white men are 7.8. Now, what's interesting here, you guys, is white men are twice as likely to get evicted than Asian men. That's effing wild. Whoa. And actually, white women are also twice as likely to get evicted than Asian women. Now, y'all I y'all know I have um, a little bit of background in um, real estate. And I looked at some of the stats in there, too. And I kind of can see why even in somewhere like Washington, ooh, I... Uh, insider kind of or insight but um yeah white men and women are twice as likely to be more and then this is just in this county right so let's not continue down this bad uh, um don't don't take this and make and and do a broad paint brush because like i said i would have liked to see more information from this this content creator to kind of give me a little bit more meat to work with. But this is just, again, one county in Washington. Um, but um, so that's interesting for Hispanic uh, men. It's 13.3 percent. But men are a uh, black men are. Is that like three times more likely than Hispanic men. So they're at 32. Black men are at 32.9. Asian are at 3.2. Hispanic are at 13.3. And white men are at 7.8. Now what's interesting here too. Is that. Woo y'all. Let's, let's look at this. White men are more likely to be evicted. 7.8 versus the white woman at 7. But this is a great example for me to to cover what I was talking about, where the reason that more women, 39.2 women, black women are, have higher eviction rates than the black men is because the black women have their names on the condos. Whereas with the other um, demographics, white men are more likely to have their condo or the apartment in their name than white women, Right. Um, let me look at the other one. Now, interestingly enough, for Asians, um, men are less likely to be evicted than the women. Um, and for Hispanic, again, the same dynamic. Um, men are more Hispanic men are more likely to be evicted than the Hispanic women. Right. So it's not something to kind of say. Uh, ah, y'all, I. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger but um yeah this just shows that when black women are more likely to get their the, the stuff in their name another thing too is uh um you know one of the things that came up uh was 
a lot of these places uh, are starting to crack down on who is on the lease, right? And so with that being said, this is pre-pandemic numbers. If they find out that you have a, a um, somebody added on the lease, like a boyfriend or or you have people in your household that are felonious and or attracting crime, then they're more likely to evict you also. So I probably don't need to go any more deeper into this. I just found that to be interesting. I Like I said, I would have liked to see more on eviction filings. I think for this guy to kind of go and make it seem as if, you know, black women are the most evicted demographic in this country off of one thing for King County, Washington is disingenuous. But I also, let me check and see if I can find the video that he was talking about. Let me see if I can go find it. New analysis shows black women targeted disproportionately. Let me try to type that in. New analysis. Black women targeted eviction. Let's see what comes up. (sighs) Okay. So here it is. This is from my five months ago. This is probably the video he was referring to. So let's go directly to the source for MSNBC. It's seven minutes. Let's click on it. And I joined Uber One because I hate delivery fees and I need to save money for when I get canceled. Okay, and I don't Sarah. Um, I think I might change the thumbnail. Um, so I'll figure that out and just go directly from the source. Oop, hold on. At an alarming rate. All right, black women are getting evicted from their homes at an alarming rate. In fact, more than any other group. And that's according to a brand new analysis from USA Today, looking at four years of local and national data. But why exactly is this happening? And can we do anything to stop it? Of course we can. Joining me now are two experts on the issue. Rashida Phillips, she's the director of housing at Policy Link. She's also uh, making... Well, I want to say something, but hey, if you're watching the video, then... <laughs> Woo, child her cross-connection debut this morning, so thank you for being here. And friend of the show, Diane Yento, returning champion. She's president and CEO of the National Low Income Housing Coalition. Very happy to have both you ladies here. Um, Diane, I want to start with you. Is this a case of many... Yeah, I think when I was a realtor, I was signed up with that association, but uh, I kind of lost touch with them. Hold on. Very happy to have both you ladies here. Um, Diana, I want to start with you. Is this a case of many people, regardless of race, owing back rent, but black women bearing the brunt of the eviction crisis? That's certainly a part of it. Uh, The eviction crisis uh, existed long before the pandemic, but the pandemic exacerbated it. And certainly pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and after the pandemic, black women are most harmed. Um, You know, it happens as a result of structural racism. It happens through a broken housing system that favors landlords at the expense of renters and through a social safety net with gaping holes uh, for predominantly black women to fall through. We did have some protections and resources in place during the pandemic to prevent the eviction tsunami that otherwise would have happened. Um, But now as those resources are being depleted, and as the protections are expiring, evictions in many communities are surpassing pre-pandemic averages. 
Well, given that black women are overrepresented um, um, on a, a, when it comes to evictions, Rashida, um, evicting black women also means evicting black children. Mm -hmm. What's the impact on families when this happens, particularly disproportionate to people who look like you and I? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said. Okay, you guys. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to screenshot this for the thumbnail. And they're covering the child poverty rates. Let's see what she has to say about it. I'm glad I went straight to the source. Let's go. The odds are stacked against black women and their families at every turn. It's not just housing. It's the economy and legal system that undercut them both before and after the eviction. And what we see that every system is designed to fell black women and their families at every turn. And it's not just a coincidence. The entire system is built on this outcome. And so we need to be asking who profits and benefits from that outcome. Hmm. But the results are right that when families are evicted, it's a lifelong impact. It thrusts them into poverty. And as the USA news story talked about, right, the impacts are far reaching um, It impacts people's educational opportunities. It impacts mm -hmm. their ability to access future housing that is safe and healthy. for Yo, why is there some creepy white guy in the background like looking into her sliding door what in the world at the 235 mark anyway carry on girl blink twice if you're in danger what for them right um when when families are forced uh, out of their homes they're forced into circumstances that are, are far worse than the ones that they just left um and particularly because their choices are impacted by what just happened with that eviction and so again what you what you saw in the story um when someone's evicted they have a, a an, an eviction record that follows them long term right um they have to move out of mm. their school district they have to move away from hospitals or, or medical uh, oh wait a minute they just cut the screen it's it i don't know if i said it was a white guy it's a black guy and he has like these long dreads and i think she might see him in the background oh y'all i'm sorry but yeah so she they cut away from the screen and he's there like with his phone up looking in through the sliding door what places that that they're close to right so it just has far-ranging impacts not just on a person evicted but their entire families and for the rest of their lives often yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Diane, I honestly, I understand that some people may get these eviction notices. They look like, you know, very official documents. They're from the court and it's a lot of legalese there. And some people just don't know how to navigate it. They don't even know how to fight it. Sometimes these notices are for $10 or $20. And that is so true. I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes. And this is a, it has four more minutes left. But I, I did mention that I was working with a nonprofit to try to help um, place people into into housing but it was I, one of the things i liked about it was that it was supposed to help them get into their own house so from renting to owning and the the president of the nonprofit had me go to the courthouse and listen to the stories and it was unfortunate because there was one woman in particular she paid the rent, um, the back rent. It was a black woman. But what she didn't understand is that because she showed up to court, um, that's going to stay on her record. And what's unfortunate is if she had known, she could hurt her, her um, tenant. Her landlord did accept the back payment. And she said that she was on good terms with the, with the landlord. But because she didn't understand the law and because she showed up in court, she's she's gonna be having that on her record for the next seven years and it's little things like that that um people don't know you know obviously she she rectified the situation she was like three days late came up with the rent money 
resulted in in her mind was doing the right thing had cleared it up with the landlord no problems with the landlord um did the right thing showed up to her court rate court date was respectable with, with the judge but that stays on her record for seven days and um like i said if she had known she would have just um had the landlord drop the um that suit there's also laws that if you take late payment it sets the president for future pre payment and so um he couldn't have um he shouldn't have been able to keep that up if he took back payment but just that's that's what they're referring to some little things behind the scenes that people don't know all right let me get into this uh, in back rent. One day when I write another book, I'll tell my own testimony about such things. But I, I do understand that you just don't always know what to do when it comes to that. How can women who are in the situation now navigate the, the court system when it comes to getting evicted? Well, the first thing to understand is that only a court can evict a person from their apartment. So if somebody receives an eviction notice, they should stay in their apartment um, see if they are able to get legal counsel through legal aid or other ways to get legal representation so that when they go to court, they can have somebody assist them with the process in defending and staying in their home. Unfortunately, that's one of the real systemic challenges that exists in our housing system, where today uh, about 90% of landlords show up to court with legal representation, but fewer than 10% of tenants do. So, you know, one yeah. of the structural solutions to this is to get right to counsel so that all tenants who are threatened with losing their home have legal representation to help them defend right. it. But the most important thing to do is stay in place, look for assistance with legal aid, and also to see if there's assistance available through emergency rental assistance programs to help pay that back rent that might be owed. Yeah, and if you can't afford your rent, I'm assuming you don't know that you can afford a lawyer. Um, so that, you know, you're at a disadvantage when it comes to the court system. Rashida, we're coming up against the end of pandemic protections for a lot of people when it comes to uh, owing back rent, owing, you know, mortgage companies, etc. cetera. Uh, a lot of the people who are fouling these evictions actually got money from the federal government to cover their expenses, the protections in place for them so that they wouldn't be evicting people. Um, how does that work and how can and, and, and tenants, people who are facing eviction, how can they navigate um, that process as well? The challenge with some of these rental assistance programs is that it's the same challenges that existed before the pandemic. It's challenging for people to access applications. It takes a long time to process those applications. There weren't systems in place to really be able to move this money quickly. Um, and so people are still at risk. People are still facing eviction. And the same confluence of factors that made Black women the highest evicted group both before and during the pandemic, right, are the same factors that are going to make them exposed and, and the most vulnerable and at risk. That guy is still back there. Girl, I hope she is safe. Like, I am creeped out. I told y'all I'm hyper, -village, hyper -village vigilant of my surroundings, including hers. Girl, and then what's she supposed to do? Like, what in the... Is she in an office? It looks like a house. But yeah, now he's outside of her sliding door, y'all. Oh my god.
risk um, after we start to recover from the pandemic. And so in order to address that, right, we need some both immediate and long-term um, solutions. We need to extend rental assistance, um, emergency rental assistance, make those programs permanent. We also need right to counsel everywhere. We need um, uh, tenants to be able to access free legal representation that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just diminishes the risk that they will be homeless and be put out of I'm telling y'all, I am legit creeped out. I I am going to apologize. I'm going to hold this L. Straight looking into the sliding door. Now, she's been on here for seven minutes. You can see she's busy. He probably hears her and is still steady at the sliding door. Y'all, can, I'm telling y'all, sometimes it's a little weird, like, right in it. On the streets. And then we also need uh, <gasps> the protections. No! And- this person tried to open the sliding door and then the camera split away from that because they can see the person reaching the ghetto. The ghetto, y'all. If you go watch this video, I'm telling you, you can see the guy reaching. No. That's just straight up disrespectful. You can see she's in a meeting, sir. Why would you interrupt her? She obviously needs to finish something up. He will be homeless and be put out on the streets. Oh my God. And then we also yeah. need uh, protections and measures that are going to seal people's eviction records, right? So again, that record doesn't follow them for the rest of their lives and prevent them from being able to access housing opportunities into the future. Yeah. So ultimately, we need to fundamentally transform our housing right. policies and systems so that they prioritize black women and other vulnerable people. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say it is a very scary thing, I imagine, for a mother to be with her children and know that she has to vacate the premises and have nowhere to go. Okay, so I guess the that's six minutes and 52 seconds. And I'll close out with this. You know, again, I'm looking at the comments. Y'all know I like to kind of read them a little bit. And so one of the junkiest comments is a, is a black guy, Travis Aber- Aberney, and you can he has a picture of his face in the thumbnail so it's a black guy and his comment is i'm just glad black women are strong and independent they can have they can and have no choice but to prove the world right they don't need a man so he's he's here bashing you know type of a thing and and so you have other people like-minded people in the in the comments kind of and, and it's again it's gonna be it's gonna be good lord black man type of a thing um but i don't even think that they have the right to be joking about this um here's another guy a black guy dietrich houston he said i'm black but they're reaching hard with this sir did you not see right here at the 104 mark that black men are right behind black women in terms of eviction filings so it's not something where you get to celebrate and nonetheless it affects the children like they said um hmm. um and and you know this is interesting how i ended up on here because uh i was looking at certain things like uh congress.gov and the protect black women act um and we also came across um equal pay day for black women which was september 21st 2022 and we'll have that again september 21st 2023 but now we're also talking about eviction so i think that there's so many other more important 
conversations that we can have besides, you know, the passport boys and um all their pump and pump and dump and all of this other stuff that they have going on and their Kevin Samuels talk. Like we have a lot black women that we can be advocating for. Um and eviction filings being one of them. But to end on a positive note, it is in this uh, MSNBC. Okay, this was also addressed by CBS um, five months ago, five months ago. It was also addressed by USA Today. L.A. City Council orders equity analysis of crimes versus black women. Los Angeles will do an official report on violence and crime targeting black, <coughs> excuse me, black women and girls. So I think that's a, a result or something coming down the pipeline for the Protect Black Women and Girls Act. Um Not a fan of this. So Univision Noticias put um, Hispanic and black women joined forces to fight the threat of eviction. I'm not sure that I'm too much of a fan of this. It says ever since Marcella Oradellis lost her cleaning job due to pandemic, she lived in fear. I feel like they're just muling off of the black woman. Um, they're talking about being united to join forces, but on the thumbnail, you see it's Hispanic people. The the person they have in the front line is, is the, um, is the Hispanic person, y'all. And, um, I, again, I just think that they're using it to their advantage. I don't think that they're necessarily advocating for black women. So I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um. Yeah, and so here it says, despite CDC recommendation to halt evictions, black moms are still especially vulnerable. Um, But as again, as I'm getting ready to close out here, I do want to say, you know, that the black moms thing, um, we looked at the child poverty rates. They're still high, but I do want to commend you that the numbers are dropping. We're the only demographic that dropped over the three years, all the other demographics went up. I mean, you don't really want to see any child, really. I do have a soft spot spot for children. Um, you don't want to see an increase in children's poverty rates. But I do want to say for the black community, um, you know, where we're, it looks like from, from looking at that. And again, that's just one stat. And I'm not sure uh, if that was nationwide or whatnot. But... Um, that decrease kind of tells me we're being a little bit more responsible and it's year to year. I'd be interested to see where we are three years from now. Um, but just kind of cut back a little bit on that. So I am a little bit sleepy. So, um, this might be my last one for tonight. Here, this says epicenter of the eviction crisis. This is from two years ago. It says, Black Women's Fight for Health, Housing, and Education. Um, This is from the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, 
This one says, listen to and trust black mothers, eviction research for action. And again, I think it's it's just, it's kind of, I'm learning how to have the language and the conversation. I'm at 35 minutes with, um, when it comes to black men, because I think that it, it, it it's not fun to be right, right? But at the end of the day, I think if we can focus on how the children are being affected because it's single moms that are being affected, if we can change the trajectory for the children that are affected, then that's going to be, I think, pay the biggest return, right? So instead of us like kind of pointing fingers at each other and saying like, ha ha ha, black women are getting more evicted, black women are right behind us too. But at the end of the day, our children are going through all of these traumas, not only growing up in a single parent home with um, limited resources, right? But also being experiencing homelessness. And um, we have got to change that. So that's it, y'all. I like to keep these short. So, you know, just take care of yourself. Um, I'm always rooting for you on the other side of this thing. And... um, I just continue and encourage you to to check back in with me and let's see what we can do to make things better or be more productive in our conversations. We'll also have a little bit of fun here and there and teehee and whatnot. But yeah, today was a game changer for me. So till the next one. Bye. (laughs)